do you differentiate those that might come into a retail store or, or a retail location versus those that are online? Do you keep track of them? It's worth thinking about. Let's talk about it. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. Here we examine what enables true creativity, how to convert ideas into innovation, and seek out what ignites enterprise-wide growth. I'm your host, entrepreneur, strategist, and muser of metacognition, David Peterson. Now, in my world of banking, branch accounting is really the core at the real essence of how financial institutions set up their accounting. So, for example, if, if a new customer, consumer, walks into an account at the Pine Street branch of this bank, then they get automatically assigned in the general ledger, in the accounting system, to the Pine Street branch, regardless of the fact that that customer may never, ever go into the Pine Street branch, but they, in fact, bank at the Oak Street branch. Perhaps maybe it's closer to where they work. Or even worse, they open the account at the Pine Street branch and then wind up doing everything else online. They, they never go into the Pine Street branch. They just go and use the online tools that the, the bank has provided for them. So the issue is, how does a bank account for all of the income and expense within their you know, very traditional accounting structure? And this is very critical that drives staffing and, and how they invest in, in resources but most financial institutions don't actually track the virtual branch in the same way as they do a physical branch. And they certainly don't account for it from an accounting perspective. So when I say virtual branch, I literally mean how you can interact with your branch in every way that's outside of that physical location. So if the virtual branch is not set up separately on the GL, and then the total profitability of all the individuals and businesses that are doing their banking virtually are, are not reflected in how they look at profit and loss, then the problem is, is that the physical branch is going to show all of the income and expense of the customers assigned to it, even if some of those are the virtual branch. So, you know, you can kind of look at the profitability, but now this virtual branch doesn't have the same accounting treatment. The CFO and the CEO only sees expense associated with the virtual branch, updating their online banking system or adding a new component to the mobile app. So that skews and they only look at it as expense because they're not looking at total profitability. All right. So maybe just maybe if your business has a physical, you know, a presence, as well as a virtual presence, you can see the correlatives to what I'm sharing in terms of how a bank needs to figure out how to truly recognize and account for those that are banking with them virtually, conducting business with them virtually versus in the physical office. So the job of kind of deciding how to invest in a new virtual branch now becomes very difficult for bank C-suite occupants, right? The CEO or decision makers, they're generally not, you know, experienced in operations. They, they come up through the lending or investment areas of the bank. So when the conversation turns to advancements on how to update the mobile system, or we need to add new biometric security, or, hey, we're going to allow our customer to open a new account online, those executives kind of quickly, you know, are outside of their comfort zone. And so they kind of maybe only come to two conclusions. Is this risky? Is it something that might cause a public relations nightmare if we got compromised? And secondly, how much income will this new service generate 
to offset the cost, right? So they're kind of thinking, hey, where, where's the revenue side of this? So without getting comfortable with those two issues, any CEO of any business, you know, is uh, likely not to move forward with an investment. So now the trouble comes in when you start answering those two questions. So first of all, most IT and other technical staff are responsible for mitigating risk in their efforts to identify exposure and lessen the effects of any possible threats. And that's a great strategy, but risk may be perceived as greater than it really is. When a CEO hears risk, fraud, compliance, and so on, that kind of freezes decision-making by allowing perceived risk to outweigh actual risk. And really as everything we do as, as business people, there is always risk. So it's our job to mitigate that risk, and we have the tools to do that, but everyone, including the CEO, must have a comfort level that the actual risk can be properly remediated. So we're not letting perceived risk you know, dominate actual risk. Now, let's setting this, the risk issue aside. Now the CEO is looking for an ROI, or return on investment. And this they know, you know, when income exceeds uh, expense, you've got a profitable product or service. So they legitimately want to know if the new service, regardless of the elements of it, will be profitable. And all if all that's counted is the expense associated with a service, well, when would it be profitable? Never. That makes it extremely difficult for a CEO to place the value of a new service in context to overall profitability of that virtual branch. The problem is how to count the associated revenue that's associated with a new service. Do, do you just count the fees that can be directly attributed to a specific online activity? What about fees that are generated due to the transaction initiating online, even if it's completed in the physical location? The ability to assign specific income and expense events to a, quote, virtual branch becomes the critical element to determine overall profitability. That brings us back to the original point about how you account within your accounting system for these different ways that you do business. Without a true virtual branch on your accounting system, how will senior decision makers have the information necessary to make informed decisions about everything related to purchases or staffing or even what kinds of elements they want to uh, emphasize on a go-forward basis, how would they ever do that with any confidence without the appropriate information? So what's needed is for banks to truly account for that virtual branch and get their accounting systems in alignment so that they can, in fact, make those changes so that the virtual branch is properly calculated. Well, that sounds like no problem, right? <laughs> well, hey, stay tuned. I've got another part of this discussion on the virtual branch, and you'll hear it in an upcoming episode. If you would like to respond and, and, and provide any feedback or ask a question, you can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. Thanks. Thanks again for investing your valuable time listening to the Innovation Driven Growth Podcast. I covet your questions, comments, or critique. You can reach me at david at davidpeterson.com. I'm also on Facebook at DP Speaks and everywhere else on social media at DLP Speaks. I look forward to hearing from you and be sure to look for a new episode soon.